0: You are listening to Section 7, Fables 121 through 140 of 300 Aesop's Fables, translated by George Filer Townsend. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain.
1: Recording by Mike Armenta 121. The Bee and Jupiter
0: a bee from Mount Hymettus, the queen of the hive, ascended to Olympus to present Jupiter some honey fresh from her combs. Jupiter, delighted with the offering of honey, promised to give whatever she should ask. She therefore besought him, saying, Give me, I pray thee, a sting, that if any mortal shall approach to take my honey, I may kill him. Jupiter was much displeased, for he loved the race of man, but could not refuse the request because of his promise. He thus answered the bee, You shall have your request, but it will be at the peril of your own life, for if you use your sting, it shall remain in the wound you make, and then you will die
1: from the loss of it. Evil Wishes like chickens come home to roost One hundred twenty two the milkwoman and her pail,
0: a farmer's daughter was carrying her pail of milk from the field to the farmhouse when she fell, amusing the money for which this milk will be sold will buy at least three hundred eggs. The eggs, allowing for all mishaps, will produce two hundred and fifty chickens. The chickens will become ready for the market when poultry will fetch the highest price, so that by the end of the year I shall have money enough for my share to buy a new gown. In this dress, I will go to the Christmas parties, where all the young fellows will propose to me, but I will toss my head and refuse them, every one. At this moment she tossed her head in unison with her thoughts, when down fell the milk-pail to the ground, and all her imaginary schemes perished in a moment. 123. The Seaside Travelers Some travelers, journeying along the seashore, climbed to the summit of a tall cliff, and, looking over the sea, saw in the distance what they thought was a large ship. They waited in the hope of seeing it enter the harbor, but as the object on which they looked was driven nearer to shore by the wind, they found that it could, at the most, be a small boat and not a ship. When, however, it reached the beach, they discovered that it was only a large faggot of sticks, and one of them said to his companions, "'We have waited for no purpose,' for, after all, there is nothing to see but a load of wood. Our mere anticipations of life outrun its realities.
1: 124. The Brazier and His Dog A brazier had a little
0: dog, which was a great favorite with his master and his constant companion. While he hammered away at his metals, The dog slept, but when, on the other hand, he went to dinner and began to eat, the dog woke up and wagged his tail, as if he would ask for a share of his meal. His master, one day, pretending to be angry and shaking his stick at him, said, "'You wretched little sluggard, what shall I do to you? While I'm hammering on the anvil, you sleep on the mat.' And when I begin to eat after my toil you wake up and wag your tail for food. Do you not know that labor is the source of every blessing and that none but those
1: who work are entitled to eat? 125 The ass and his shadow
0: A traveler hired an ass to convey him to a distant place. The day being intensely hot, and the sun shining in its strength the traveller stopped to rest and sought shelter from the heat under the shadow of the ass as this afforded only protection for one and as the traveller and the owner of the ass both claimed it a violent dispute arose between them as to which of them had the right to the shadow the owner maintained that he had let the ass only and not his shadow The traveller asserted that he had, with the hire of the ass, hired his shadow also. The quarrel proceeded from words to blows, and, while the men fought, the ass galloped off.
1: In quarrelling about the shadow, we often lose the substance. 126. The Ass and His Masters
0: An ass, belonging to an herb-seller, who gave him too little food and too much work, made a petition to Jupiter to be released from his present service, and provided with another master. Jupiter, after warning him that he would repent his request, caused him to be sold to a tile-maker. Shortly afterwards, finding that he had heavier loads to carry and harder work in the brick-field, he petitioned for another change of master. Jupiter, telling him that it would be the last time that he could grant his request, ordained that he be sold to a tanner. The ass found that he had fallen into worse hands, and, noting his master's occupation, said, groaning, "'It would have been better for me "'to have been either starved by the one,' or to have been overworked by the other of my former masters, than to have been bought by my present owner, who will, even after I am dead, tan my hide and make me useful to him.
1: 127. THE OAK AND THE REEDS A very
0: large oak was uprooted by the wind, and thrown across a stream. It fell among some reeds, which it thus addressed, I wonder how you, who are so light and weak, are not entirely crushed by these strong winds. They replied, You fight and contend with the wind, and consequently you are destroyed, while we, on the contrary, bend before the least breath of air, and therefore remain unbroken and escape.
1: STOOP TO CONQUER 128. THE FISHERMAN AND THE LITTLE FISH The
0: fisherman, who lived on the produce of his nets, one day caught a single small fish as the result of his day's labor. The fish, panting convulsively, thus entreated for his life, "Oh, sir, what good can I be to you, and how little am I worth? I am not yet come to my full size. Pray, spare my life, and put me back into the sea. I shall soon become a large fish fit for the tables of the rich, and then you can catch me again and make a handsome profit of me. The fisherman replied, I should indeed be a very simple fellow if, for the chance of a greater uncertain profit, I were to forego my present certain gain. 129. THE HUNTER AND THE WOODMAN A hunter, not very bold, was searching for the tracks of a lion. He asked a man felling oaks in the forest if he had seen any marks of his footsteps or knew where his lair was. "'I will,' said the man, "'at once show you the lion himself.' The hunter, turning very pale and chattering with his teeth from fear, replied, No, thank you. I did not ask that. It is his track only I am in search of, not the lion himself.
1: The hero is brave in deeds, and not only in words. 130. The Wild Boar and the Fox
0: A wild boar stood under a tree and rubbed his tusks against the trunk. A fox, passing by, asked him why he thus sharpened his teeth when there was no danger threatening from either huntsman or hound. He replied, I do it advisedly, for it would never do to have to sharpen my weapons just at the time I
1: ought to be using them. 131. The Lion in a farmyard. A lion
0: entered a farmyard. The farmer, wishing to catch him, shut the gate. When the lion found that he could not escape, he flew upon the sheep and killed them, and then attacked the oxen. The farmer, beginning to be alarmed for his own safety, opened the gate and released the lion. On his departure, The farmer grievously lamented the destruction of his sheep and oxen, but his wife, who had been a spectator to all that took place, said, On my word, you are rightly served, for how could you for a moment think of shutting up a lion along with you in your farmyard, when you know that you shake in
1: your shoes if you only hear his roar at a distance? 132. Mercury and the Sculptor Mercury once determined to learn
0: in what esteem he was held among mortals for this purpose he assumed the character of a man and visited in this disguise a sculptor's studio. Having looked at various statues, he demanded the price of two figures of Jupiter and Juno. When the sum at which they were valued, was named. He pointed to a figure of himself, saying to the sculptor, You will certainly want much more for this, as it is the statue of the messenger of the gods, and author of all your gain. The sculptor replied,
1: Well, if you buy these, I'll fling you that into the bargain. 133. The Swan and the Goose a certain rich
0: man bought in the market a goose and a swan. He fed the one for his table, and kept the other for the sake of its song. When the time came for killing the goose, the cook went to get him at night, when it was dark, and he was not able to distinguish one bird from the other. By mistake he caught the swan instead of the goose. The swan Threatened with death, burst forth into song, and thus made himself known by his voice, and preserved his life by his melody. 134. The Swollen Fox A very hungry fox, seeing some bread and meat left by shepherds in the hollow of an oak, crept into the hole and made a hearty meal. When he finished, he was so full that he was not able to get out and began to groan and lament his fate. Another fox passing by heard his cries and coming up inquired the cause of his complaining. On learning what had happened, he said to him, Ah, you will have to remain there, my friend, until you become such as you were when you crept in. And then you will easily get out
1: one hundred thirty five the fox and the woodcutter a fox running before the hounds
0: came across a woodcutter felling an oak and begged him to show him a safe hiding-place. The woodcutter advised him to take shelter in his own hut, so the fox crept in and hid himself in a corner. The huntsman soon came up with his hounds and inquired of the woodcutter if he had seen the fox. He declared that he had not seen him, and yet pointed, all the time he was speaking, to the hut where the fox lay hidden. The huntsman took no notice of the signs, but, believing his word, hastened forward in the chase. As soon as they were well away, The fox departed without taking any notice of the woodcutter, whereon he called to him and reproached him, saying, You ungrateful fellow! You owe your life to me, and yet you leave me without a word of thanks. The fox replied, Indeed, I should have thanked you fervently if your deeds had been as good as your words, and if your hands had not been traitors to your speech.
1: 136 the Birdcatcher, the partridge, and the cock. A bird catcher
0: was about to sit down to a dinner of herbs when a friend unexpectedly came in. The bird-trap was quite empty as he had caught nothing, and he had to kill a pied partridge which he had tamed for a decoy. The bird entreated earnestly for his life. What would you do without me when next you spread your nets? Who would chirp you to sleep, or call for you the covey of answering birds? The bird-catcher spared his life, and determined to pick out a fine young cock just attaining to his comb. But the cock expostulated in piteous tones from his perch. If you kill me, who will announce to you the appearance of the dawn? Who will wake you to your daily tasks, or tell you when it is time to visit the bird trap in the morning? He replied, What you say is true. You are a capital bird at telling the time of day. But my friend and I must have our dinners.
1: Necessity knows no law. one hundred thirty seven. The Monkey AND THE
0: FISHERMAN. A monkey, perched upon a lofty tree, saw some fishermen casting their nets into a river, and narrowly watched their proceedings. The fishermen, after a while, gave up fishing, and, on going home to dinner, left their nets upon the bank. The monkey, who is the most imitative of animals, descended from the treetop and endeavored to do as they had done. Having handled the net, he threw it into the river, but became tangled in the meshes and drowned. With his last breath, he said to himself, I am rightly served, for what business had I, who had never handled a net, to try and catch fish? 138. The Flea AND THE WRESTLER. A flea settled upon the bare foot of a wrestler, and bit him, causing the man to call loudly upon Hercules for help. When the flea a second time hopped upon his foot, he groaned and said, O Hercules, if you will not help me against a flea, how can I hope for your assistance against greater
1: antagonists? 139. THE TWO FROGS Two
0: frogs dwelt in the same pool. When the pool dried up under the summer's heat, they left it and set out together for another home. As they went along, they chanced to pass a deep well, amply supplied with water. And, when they saw it, one of the frogs said to the other, let us descend and make our abode in this well it will furnish us with shelter and food the other replied with greater caution but suppose the water should fail us how can we get out again from so great a depth
1: do nothing without a regard to the consequences 140 the cat and the mice A certain house was overrun with mice.
0: A cat, discovering this, made her way into it and began to catch and eat them one by one. Fearing for their lives, the mice kept themselves close in their holes. The cat was no longer able to get at them and perceived that she must tempt them forth by some device. For this purpose, she jumped upon a peg and, suspending herself from it, pretended to be dead. One of the mice, peeping stealthily out, saw her and said, Ah, my good madam, even though you should
1: turn into a meal-bag, we will not come near you. End of Section 7